Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Two things you may not know about testosterone. One, low testosterone in women is much more common than people realize. And number two, it happens much earlier in life than you would ever suspect. But why should you care? Isn't it a male hormone anyway? Well, generally when people think of testosterone, they associate it with men. However, testosterone has vital roles in the body for both men and women. Now, although men make up to 10 to 20 times higher more testosterone than women do, testosterone is the most abundant biologically active hormone in women. It's actually more abundant than even estrogen inside of our bodies. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I didn't even know that until a couple years back. Now, testosterone is one of three important sex hormones along with estrogen and progesterone. And women produce testosterone in their ovaries, adrenal glands, and fat cells, kind of similar to estrogen and progesterone. Now, most women have plenty of testosterone and its precursor DHEA until their mid-20s. That is when levels start to decline. It's one of the reasons why 20-year-old women have a lot of energy, sex drive, muscle and bone strength, and a lot of confidence to boot. In a nutshell, testosterone is a build-you-up hormone, and it requires adequate levels to feel lean, vital, and strong. So it is no surprise that when testosterone begins to tank, especially in our 30s, it can feel distressing. In both men and women, testosterone gradually decreases beginning in our 20s. And when women reach menopause, we are already well past half our levels that we were at age 25. But it's important to note that natural menopause has less of an effect on testosterone levels than you think. It actually drops well before menopause and before the worst part of perimenopause by many years. There's actually a dramatic 50% decline between ages 20 and 40 And DHEA actually drops a little bit slower, so we have more of it over time than testosterone as we age. So when I think about it, testosterone basically is dropping as quickly as progesterone is dropping in our 30s into our 40s. And then you've got estrogen like hanging on for dear life all the way to the end, which honestly, thank goodness for that, because although estrogen dominance is definitely a concern, um, estrogen is still the queen bee. And when we lose her, muscle mass drops, also with testosterone that happens as well. And we lose that metabolic protection with estrogen too. But testosterone is also playing a big role in these areas, and I'm gonna get to that in just a second. Now, there are some other factors that contribute to very low to no testosterone levels in women, such as kind of a very obvious one, a hysterectomy, especially if the ovaries are removed, well, all the sex hormones are gone, right? We have no way of making those, except for a little bit in our adrenals and our fat cells. Other potential causes are birth control pills. That's oftentimes when we see low levels in women in their 30s. Medications, chronic fatigue, and pituitary dysfunction can also contribute to low testosterone. But no surprise, the big, big player here is lifestyle, especially what you eat. And I'm gonna address how diet plays a role and then what you can do about your diet as well to boost testosterone levels naturally. But first... I bet you may be wondering if low testosterone levels are even a concern for you. 
And I'll tell you what, I had low testosterone levels in my 30s. I remember when I tested for Hajimoto's and at the same time had estrogen dominance. When I ran my Dutch comprehensive test, I literally had menopausal levels of testosterone, right? So I've had to work really hard to get my testosterone levels back on track. So here are some of the most common symptoms of low testosterone in women. And these are going to feel kind of similar to other hormonal imbalances as well. So hair loss or thinning hair thinning and dry skin, trouble sleeping, overall strength has decreased. So you'll notice that you're not as strong as you used to be. Muscle tone is reduced. You'll notice that in your arms and your legs, weight gain, especially around the belly, problems with fertility, menstrual cycle irregularities, loss of bone density, fatigue for no obvious reason. And honestly, it's the fatigue that's probably driving the low testosterone issue. So if you are feeling fatigued and exhausted, there's a good chance that you also have low testosterone. Less interest in intimacy and sex, mood changes, including feeling depressed or anxious, an inability to concentrate, that's brain fog, or a loss of pep or overall motivation and a loss of confidence. Now, other conditions may mimic the symptoms of low testosterone levels, such as hypothyroidism. And I would argue that you could absolutely have hormonal imbalances like cortisol issues, estrogen and progesterone, low testosterone, and Haji's or hypothyroidism all at the same time, and there's a connection there. Iron deficiency is another condition that may mimic symptoms of low testosterone and depression. So those are just some things to be looking at. As I mentioned, other hormones such as estrogen and progesterone, because these are sex hormones, may also be out of balance, which can contribute to worsening symptoms. So it's always important if you're feeling you've got a lot of those symptoms or you're dealing with hormonal issues in general, look to see where testosterone levels are at. The great thing about it is the recommendations that I'm making specifically for this show for low testosterone. Well, you're going to see that they sound similar to recommendations that would help other hormones as well. And no surprise, it's all interconnected. Now, if you want to get a good sense of things, I totally recommend the Dutch Comprehensive Test. It shows you DHEA, testosterone, cortisol, the correlation between all of that. It looks at vitamin D levels, organic acids. It looks at your estrogen pathways, your progesterone levels, your cortisol, all of it. And it connects it. Like you can connect the dots of what's going on. So I always recommend a Dutch comprehensive test if you can do it. Remember, you can do it at home. You're just going to make sure someone needs to interpret those results because it's a little difficult to interpret. And that just allows you to look in to see if there's any potential underlying issue that you're missing. Now, I get the question all the time too, well, is it possible to have too much testosterone? And yes, it is. Now, while having high levels of testosterone in women is less common than having low levels, we're all just going to have low levels at some point. Obviously, naturally, in our 30s, it just declines and we're 50% down by the time we're in our 40s. So yes, we're naturally more often going to see low testosterone than high testosterone. However, I'm always on the lookout for high testosterone because it is also a symptom of other underlying conditions like insulin resistance, metabolic dysfunction, and polycystic ovarian syndrome. So it's important to go and check out your doctor if you are experiencing any of these symptoms. So a period that ceases before entering menopause. So if you are in the reproductive age and you are not having periods, go and see what's going on, right? And if you don't know what's going on, definitely try to track your cycle to kind of get a better sense of what's going on, but definitely go and see a practitioner so they can run some labs. Unusual amounts of body hair, especially where you don't normally grow it. Hair that grows on the chin or upper lip. A tone of voice that deepens. Oily acne skin, acne prone skin, especially under like around the chin, the mouth area. 
Male pattern baldness, especially around the hairline and increased muscle mass or bulking up. These are all indicators of high testosterone levels in women. So now that you have a better sense to what the benefits are of having adequate amounts of testosterone, right? I definitely want to have adequate amounts myself. I want to get to my favorite part, which is what can you and I do to boost our levels? Now, given how many of us are struggling with lower than ideal testosterone levels, and I'll be straight up with you, this is going to be shocking, but not surprising. We don't have a great solution in terms of administering testosterone therapy to women at all. Basically, modern medicine has a huge knowledge gap when it comes to testing and even administering testosterone. I mean, think about it. Has anyone ever tested your testosterone levels? Probably not. Unless you got a a Dutch test, you're working with a functional practitioner, it's just not on doctor's radars. Most doctors fail to ever consider it, test for it, don't even ask you about it. And honestly, have no idea that women in general experience such declining levels during their reproductive years. More importantly, let's say you do get a doctor, a renegade doctor, who actually tests for testosterone and come to find out it's low, there is currently no product, definitely no FDA-approved product or treatment or therapy for women on the market today when it comes to testosterone. So most doctors, if they want to risk trying to recommend something to you, they're winging it or they're prescribing something that hasn't been tested on women. Now, if you want to know more about this, I actually go into more depth on this topic with Dr. Sean Tasson. And let me tell you, he's a bit outraged because he has seen tens of thousands of women walk through his doors over the last couple decades, and every single one of them he claims had low testosterone. It's like the hormone that we're ignoring. So we go into this in detail in episode 238, The Real Truth About Hormonal Imbalances in Women, because spoiler alert, it's the hormone no one's talking about when it comes to women. It's testosterone. So he really goes into a lot of recommendations, but I want to share some of those recommendations with you today. That's what I want to do. And guess what? These recommendations have a lot of side benefits. So by adopting the lifestyle changes to boost testosterone levels, you're going to also help to balance out other important hormones too. And as a result, boost your energy, boost your strength, your confidence, lean muscle mass, sex drive, and most importantly, your metabolism, which is everything, right? It's literally the direct link to our survival and us thriving with lots of vitality. So I've got seven tips for boosting testosterone today. I'm going to go deeper into the eating tip because there's a lot to unpack there. But I want to first start with probably the simplest way to boost testosterone levels, and that is move your body. Exercise and lifting weights, especially lifting weights, is crucial to boosting testosterone levels and maintaining that muscle mass. As we get older, we lose muscle mass, and it is so important. Muscle mass is so clutch for supporting our metabolic function and supporting our overall longevity. So a large review study found that people who exercise regularly had higher testosterone levels. And in the elderly population, exercise increased testosterone levels, fitness, and reaction time. So I recommend incorporating weightlifting two to three times a week for about 30 minutes. I find that 30 minutes for women, especially as we get older, is our sweet spot. There were years, honestly, there were decades where I could work out for an hour, like heavy weight training, heavy interval training 
But today I find that it just burns me out. So I just do a really great job in 30 minutes. I use heavy weights. I get the job done. I do it two to three times, maybe four times a week, depending on how much energy reserves I've got. I'm actually wearing a whoop strap right now. And that kind of gives me a great sense. Whoop strap kind of measures your sleep, your recovery, and your strain. Strain is like how hard you can go that day. Based on how well you slept, you get a sleep score. I was really hesitant because we're co-sleeping with Kingston, in case you didn't know. And last night, like literally last night, he had, because I'm still wearing a nursing tank top to bed, and he had his little hands on the little nursing tank top clip. He was like, you're not going anywhere. And so, you know, sleep is not the best all the time. And I remember telling my husband, who'd been wearing a whoop strap for like a year before me, I was like, I don't need something to tell me that I'm not getting the best sleep. I don't need a sleep score <laughs> to let me know what I already know. But I ended up getting one mainly because I wanted to see the strain and the recovery aspect of it. Like it's measuring your heart rate variability. It's measuring like how hard you can go that day. And so, and it's really been spot on days that I feel pretty kind of more run down than normal. Like it's a walk to the beach kind of a day or a yoga day. Um, you can tell like I, I have very little, I have like 38% recovery, but the days that I've got like 88% recovery or 90% recovery on the whoop strap, like I, I can do the big Peloton workout. I can do a, 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 a 40 minute weight training workout because I feel like I know I've got the energy for it. And, and the whoop strap does a great job of, of relaying that information as well. So just something to think about. I'm going to do an episode on my favorite kind of wearables and technology for measuring what's going on with your body in real time. So you can kind of biohack basically how to make modifications and changes in real time for your body to optimize your life and your health. That'll be soon. And a whoop strap is definitely on that list on my top list because it's just given me a lot more insight into the validation of how I'm already feeling. I can actually see it on my phone as well from the whoop strap. So just a little side tangent there, but still for me and the whoop strap confirms 30 minutes of weightlifting because I'm 42 and that's just kind of where I land with my Hajimoto's and everything else. That's kind of my sweet spot and I get really good results with that. Okay, number two, where I wanna spend some time is eating hormone loving foods. I know, I know, it is the crux of everything. It's foundational. It really should have been number one. But I did want to lead with the exercise and weightlifting because that is so critical for testosterone levels. So here are some of my favorite recommendations for moving the needle for boosting testosterone. But also I want to just note that all of the diet recommendations that you're going to hear in this little section is great for your hormones overall. So if you do these things to boost testosterone, it is only gonna benefit so many other amazing functions and hormones inside of the body. First one, probably one of the things we just need to be reminded of, we need to hear, my husband definitely needs to hear this, is make your own food instead of eating out. This is truly the golden rule when it comes to living a healthy lifestyle. Nothing beats eating at home where you can control all the ingredients and know what's going into your food. Now, I'm just gonna, as a real quick caveat, Alex is actually the person who cooks the most food in our house. However, he is also the person who is the quickest to want to order out as well. And so I am so grateful that he loves to cook too and that we eat pretty much only hormone-loving recipes and foods. You know, it's when food starts to creep in from the outside, you know, it starts to all fall apart, at least for us. Like, I'm like, even if it's a healthy restaurant, it's still, it's still not the same as it's being made at home. 
Regarding when it comes to making food at home, you want to make sure that you're getting a sufficient amount of protein. So 0.75 grams to one gram of protein per pound of lean body mass. So for instance, a woman weighing 130 pounds has a lean body mass of like 100 pounds. So I recommend between 85 to 100 grams of protein per day. Now it's important to know, this is something that a lot of people don't know, but you can consume too much protein. It's not easy to do, but you can do it. And too much protein has to get converted in the body into sugar. I don't know if you knew that, but that drives up insulin and it lowers testosterone. Now, although I think it's an important note because it's something a lot of us just don't know, in my personal experience in women that I've been working with for well over a decade, what I have learned is that we are not getting enough protein, especially as we enter our 40s and beyond and that low protein diets lend to a decline in muscle mass and optimal metabolic function. So if you were to be concerned about anything, it's not that you're getting too much protein, it's that you're probably not getting enough. But I just want you to know that there's kind of that Goldilocks place. Now, I again, I rarely meet women who who are getting 85 to 100 grams of protein per day. I hope you are. And this amount can really depend on how athletic you are too. Clearly, it goes by lean body mass. I know that's hard to measure, but what I gather from in my experience that we should be consuming at minimum, you know, 75 to 100 grams of protein a day. If you're if you're in that zone, you're probably good to go. Um, but, you know, be paying attention. And if you're not, step it up. So here are some of my favorite testosterone boosting foods protein included. So eggs are great. If you can tolerate eggs, woohoo! I love that you can tolerate eggs if you can. Rich in protein, I think it's seven grams of protein per egg. Vitamin B, omegas, and choline, which is phenomenal for your brain. And one egg daily is recommended and safe for most people, probably even up to three. Honestly, I think eggs are great as long as you can tolerate them. Number two, almonds and pumpkin seeds, both rich in zinc, magnesium, and protein. A handful of almonds, around approximately 20 and sprinkle a handful of pumpkin seeds in your smoothies, salads, soups, getting where you fit in. I love pumpkin seeds, especially on my salad. Number three, green leafy vegetables, such as spinach, chard, and kale. I'm gonna be cooking with some kale tonight and some spinach, which are rich in magnesium, B vitamins, iron, and let's be honest, you know, I know we need to eat green leafy vegetables every single day. Number four is wild fish, such as salmon and mackerel. We probably have salmon two to three times a week. Rich in omega-3s and protein, I recommend two to three times per week. That's our goal for sure. And number five, again, if you can tolerate them, it just really depends, beans, especially kidney beans, black beans, or pinto beans. Rich in protein, zinc, B vitamins, magnesium. Lentils are also great, a great vegetarian source for protein if you are a vegetarian or vegan. It's a great way to get that, that source. So those are the top five like mega, mega testosterone boosting foods that you can absolutely incorporate. Now, I know when it comes to adopting a hormone loving diet that consists of protein, fiber and healthy fats, it can be hard to come up with some easy, like knock it out of the park, delicious recipes. And so as always, I love to be able to hook you up with some fun recipes that you can begin to integrate. So as my gift for listening today, I have a beautiful ebook that's got some of my favorite hormone recipes that I know you're going to love. So for starters, my guacamole recipe is in there. My creamy raspberry chocolate shake recipe is in there. 
pesto salmon bowl, turkey or lamb burgers with sweet potato fries. And literally we made lamb burgers yesterday and we air fried some sweet potatoes. And I made a really yummy arugula salad with avocado, always. I know, I think there's arugula and avocado salad recipe in there too. So if you wanna have some really easy recipes that you can go and surefire, start making this week or next week, Grab the guide in the show notes or go to drmarisa.com slash hormone recipes and that you are set and good to go. So let's talk about now that we know what to eat. And it's the thing I always talk about, things that are going to feed your gut, protect your liver, but what not to eat. Like what's going to destroy testosterone levels? So alcohol, pastries and desserts, so sugar and refined grains, gluten, right? Diet beverages, diet Coke, diet sweetened teas, you know, anything that's got artificial sweeteners in it, that's going to be a no-no. Even like Zevias, like those, I think it's called Zevias. I don't know. Anything that's not real, right? Dairy, coffee, restaurant food. Those are going to be big no-nos. Number three, You want to cut out endocrine disruptors, especially xenoestrogens. The worst culprit for testosterone and honestly for your body is going to be BPA. And because it messes with your entire endocrine system, destroys your gut, destroys your liver. It's just messy, messy. And a really easy way to avoid BPA is avoiding one single-use plastic. So especially anything that you're consuming any plastic for that matter when it comes to food. For example, reduce the amount of takeout you get, hence it's already on the list (laughs) for helping to boost testosterone levels. Avoid canned foods and heating anything in a plastic container. Also, don't store your food in plastic and try not to drink out of plastic containers. Even if they say BPA-free, don't buy into it. Don't drink out of plastic, period. I know for Kingston, you know, I cannot tell you everything. Oh, everything's BPA-free. I'm like, but it's still plastic. It's still something else, right? So I just do my best to avoid all plastic. We have a lot of stainless steel. We use a lot of glass, especially when it comes to Kingston. Number four, an obvious one, not necessarily easy, but minimize stress and elevated cortisol levels. We know that chronic stress destroys everything in the body and your hormones are definitely the first ones to take a hit. Stress is one of the biggest root causes for lower testosterone levels in men and women. So mindful practices, breathing practices such as yoga, breath work, daily nature walks, strongly recommended as they nourish the nervous system and the adrenals and just give your body a break. Number five, speaking of walking, get some sun, or take a vitamin D supplement. I had a whole podcast episode on vitamin D. Unfortunately, as much as it's great to get some sun, there's so many benefits there. We just don't get enough, especially right now in the wintertime. So vitamin D is quickly become one of the world's most popular and most needed vitamins. It's definitely a favorite of mine along with magnesium. Research has shown that it has a lot of health benefits, right? We've learned that a lot during the pandemic, and it also works as a natural testosterone booster. Go figure. Despite its importance, over half of the population is deficient in vitamin D levels. Even higher percentage has suboptimal levels. I was definitely in the suboptimal range for a while. A 12-month study found that supplementing with around 5,000 units of vitamin D3 every day increased testosterone levels by 25%. Now, in the elderly, vitamin D and calcium also optimized testosterone levels, which led to a reduced risk in falling. So just something to be thinking about. It's important to get that vitamin D. Now, to boost testosterone and to reap the other benefits of vitamin D, try to get regular exposure to sunlight, or step it up and take that 5,000 IUs of vitamin D3 every single day. 
5,000 IUs is the magic number for many people, including myself. It's why my vitamin D levels are back to normal range. It's also why I carry a supercharged vitamin D supplement called Vitamin D Complete. It's got 5,000 IUs and it's got vitamin K1 and K2 for better absorption and utilization. So you are good to go with my Vitamin D Complete. It definitely moves numbers on the labs. Number six, there's other vitamins and minerals to be considering as well if you really wanna boost it up quickly. Zinc, magnesium, B vitamins, vitamin C and E. Obviously, these are staples for overall hormone function, especially our sex hormones. The other herbal recommendations, ginger root, ginkgo biloba has shown to boost T levels. Those are going to be great to add on as well. And number seven, the last one, but definitely not least, is a healthy dose of sex and intimacy. So testosterone increases sex drive, but studies have shown that a healthy sex life where you enjoy regular intercourse also has a positive effect on testosterone. So they go hand in hand. Now of the seven that I mentioned, the biggest needle movers is going to be the diet, supplementation, the weightlifting, and minimizing the BPA exposure, minimizing plastic in general, right? The more that we can reduce our toxins, the better. So if you want to get started, you want to start boosting those testosterone levels or just loving up on your hormones in general, don't forget to grab the free hormone recipe guide. If you haven't already, it is in the show notes. Also, my books have amazing recipes in them as well. And if you want to add a high quality vitamin D and magnesium supplement to your daily routine, I will have the link for magnesium restore and vitamin D complete from the essentially whole supplement store in the show notes, or you can just go to drmarisa.com slash shop. You can go check them out there. Now, when we begin to consistently adopt these lifestyle habits, your testosterone will naturally go up and you will notice more toned muscles, leaner energetic body, filled with vitality, and amazing mood to boost. Boosting testosterone boosts confidence, right? We want that. Let's get that. That's why if you think about during your menstrual cycle, as we're going into the first part of it in the follicular phase, testosterone and estrogen are surging. That's where we have the most confidence, the most energy. We're feeling ourselves, right? It's because of that that surge in testosterone and in estrogen, that combo pack, let me tell you. And so if you're still cycling, that is the best time to like go after the big job, go out and have a good time, do the harder workouts, you know, go harder on keto, go harder on intermittent fasting because your body really can do it. In the luteal phase, we got to back up because testosterone is gone. Estrogen is lower naturally. Progesterone is higher, but progesterone is that food support chill pill hormone. And so knowing our cycle, it's really our slight advantage. Honestly, if we can work with our cycle, we can work with our period, man, amazing things can happen. But just note that naturally, you know, we got to be mindful about helping to boost our testosterone levels throughout our life so that we can maintain what we've got. So thank you so much for listening in on the Essentially You podcast today. This show, as always, is about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. If there's someone in your life that needs to hear this today, take a moment, screenshot this episode, shoot it on over via text message, or better yet, share it on social media. When you share the episode, don't forget to hashtag hormone literacy or hormone CEO. Tag me up as well. And until the next episode, have an amazing day.